This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien, and we really appreciate you joining us for this episode today because joining me, we have a special guest. We have Nerida Bintz on the line. Nez, how are you this morning? I'm really well, thank you. So happy to be talking to you this morning. Great. Well, for those uh, who are uninitiated or unaware, Nerida owns and runs La Somme Gym, which is a fantastic health and wellness community here in Newcastle where I'm based. So I've known Nez for a couple of years now. We work together as a partnership with business and what she's built is quite remarkable. And what I might say, listeners, is before you switch off and change episodes because this is about a gym and not a health clinic... I'd say lean into this because the lessons that Nerida can share around building community, creating client experience are priceless and really applicable to what we all do in a clinic setting. So with that in mind, Nerida, can you share your backstory for us? How did you get involved in health and fitness? Jack, I'd love to share my story. Um, It's something that I'm very passionate about and it's actually quite an accident that I came about. This journey, which, you know, fundamentally changed my life. About seven or eight years ago, I found myself really overweight, really unhappy and depressed and just really, really down in my life. And I came across joining a CrossFit gym, um, which by and large definitely helped me to lose the 20 kilos excess weight that I was carrying, but also taught me how to get strong, how to get fit and also the most important part of it was I was a part of a community. For the first time in my life, I found myself training in a place where, you know, I was really a part of a family. I right. created friendships that lasted me years and years. And, yeah, and it, that was kind of the beginning of me changing the rest of my life. Okay. And so you were just training there. You weren't a PT or a coach or a gym owner at this stage, right? Oh, God, not at all. Not at all. And actually, I never, ever imagined myself becoming a PT. I was training there for a number of years and obviously going through such a huge life transformation. So many people had seen me go through it. People were asking me questions constantly. What am I doing? What am I eating? You know, how did I lose the weight? And people just saw me so much happier as well. Um, So... What eventually ended up happening was once I'd been doing CrossFit for a number of years, it kind of gave me the like the strength to quit the job that I was unhappy in. Um, I was also in a relationship at the time I was really unhappy in but had stayed in because I felt too vulnerable to leave. Right. So I really gained this confidence to be able to step away from the things that weren't serving me anymore. And it wasn't until I quit my job without knowing where I was going or what I was doing next, my boss asked me what my plans were and I told him I had absolutely no idea. He was worried that I would be going to a competitor and I assured him I wasn't. I was just taking a break and I just wanted to have some time out and to just figure out, you know, what I wanted from life. And he was once suggested to me, you should, you know, you should become a PT. And I'll never forget him saying to me, uh, Nerida, you glow, like you light up when you talk about burpees. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's true. I am very passionate about all things health and fitness um, because I know from first-hand experience how much it's changed my life. Um, yeah. In saying that, I didn't take that on board. I kind of laughed it off. And I went a couple of months and I didn't really work at all. I was just floating around and just not doing too much. And it wasn't until I came into contact with 
a women's only supplement store based in town that I got talking to the lady. I approached her for, for some work selling supplements, which I also knew nothing about. <laughs> and she said to me, she didn't have any work, but maybe I could start a boot camp that could promote her, her business. And I thought, I, I remember for the second time hearing that thinking, oh, I just didn't know who would be tr- want to be trained by me and who would be happy to be coached by me and pay money to someone who I, I didn't think I knew much at the time. Sure. Anyway, a week later we started, we sent out a text to 10 girls and we had a couple of slam balls and skipping ropes and that was definitely the first day that I found, yeah, definitely, I know it sounds cheesy, but my calling in life. I absolutely loved creating workouts, teaching women how to get fit and strong, really show, like encouraging women to introduce themselves to each other, get to know each other, build friendships and, and create a community. I was very, very much, you know, excited by that. Yeah, right. And so, you embarked on this journey of business ownership, which a lot of listeners here would do the same. They're, a, you know, they're probably a clinic owner, found their genius in the, the technical stuff of what they do, decide to launch a business and then realize that running a business is very different to being a physio or a speech pathologist or a gym owner. Oh. How how did you have the of being a coach versus a business owner? Oh, well, it all kind of happened for me at the one time. I only really ran the boot camp for a couple of months before I went all in and decided to open up my own business. But the journey has been, you know, completely one of the most challenging but most rewarding of my life. And I think I don't know that I don't know one person out there that really knows what they're doing when it comes to running their own business. Yeah, I think we're all winging it, and I think everybody's just doing their best every day. And and um, it, that's when I'm really, really conscious of making sure people know that because I think people have this perception that businesses are killing it or doing really, really well, but really they don't see the hours, the work, the effort, the stress, um, the inconsistencies that go into it. And I definitely have felt all of that. And in saying that, I think that it does get easier as you go on. I'm in my fifth year now. So I definitely think, you, you know, if you build a good reputation and you build really good relationships with other businesses around you, mm-hmm. I think you can succeed. And if you genuinely love what you're doing, you will succeed. But Hmm. it's definitely very hard work for sure. Yeah, and I love that. I think that would resonate with a lot of people that we're we're giving it our best and there might be some successes along the way, but the reality is that we're all pretty humble, open-minded, ready to learn and embrace change and and continually get better. I think uh, think you really personify that. So there's a couple of threads that I want to pull on here, and the first one would be not what we mentioned at the top, but women in business and leadership. And, you know, I personally am a little bit torn. Part of me goes, yes, let's empower women and, and celebrate women in business. The rest just goes, we're kind of no different, right? There's men, like we're all just business owners oh. giving, it, giving it our best. But can you speak yep. into some of the challenges and lessons that you've learned as a, a woman and a prominent woman in a competitive space in business? Oh, well, like I said, going back to touching on um, how important it is to build relationships, thats I, I would have to say that's my number one focus. I'm forever wanting to um, get to know other business owners in the industry, in the area, even, even in other industries because I think that I've learnt so much from them and just all kind of being in the same corner and, and working on the same thing together I think really helps. Um, I really believe that your own development and your own personal journey. I try to read whatever books I can read, listen to whatever podcasts I can get value from, just constantly learning. 
And like, I think that when it comes to being a woman, I don't know. I, I don't really feel like I've, I've really experienced, I think I probably experienced more of, uh, I think I really experienced more of a challenge in my previous role than I did having my own business. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I actually think working in a really male demographic, like a really strong kind of cultural male environment was more challenging for me than what it is now. Um, and I think because I am the leader and I am the one that's forging the path for the girls that I work with, I kind of can just run things how I like and I can create the culture that I think is best. And yeah, so I, from that perspective, and I tend to spend a lot of time networking with other women, other businesses, stuff like that. So I don't think I've, you know, noticed any kind of discrimination or anything from that point. But yeah, I think in my previous roles, definitely more so. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. It's really interesting. Can you give us a snapshot about La Somme, about the gym, and tell the tell us the 30,000-foot view of the type of gym you've created? Because this is not just another CrossFit gym. It's not just another boot camp. It's pretty pretty special. Can you describe it for us? Um, the best way I can describe it is that we are just trying to bring women of all ages, shapes, and sizes together in an environment where everyone's on the same playing field. Everyone's just working out to be the best they can be. So we're not all about any one thing. We're about getting women fit, getting women strong, getting them skilled. So every day they come in, they're, they're working on their strength, they're working on their fitness, they're working on learning a new skill and that's what keeps it enjoyable and no two days are ever the same. You will never walk into my gym and do the same workout that you've done previously and I think the beauty of that is that variety is what makes it people keep coming back um, but also creating an environment where people, you create an environment where people have to be humble, people have to, you know, be a part of a team together and, yeah, um, so we're really big on our high fives. We're really big on, you know, putting those women up on a pedestal that, you know, on any given day wouldn't be, you know, achieving. Like they come into the gym and they might be overweight or they might be older or they may have come from absolutely no background of doing any kind of training before. And we really like to put them in the limelight, put them up on a pedestal and, and show women what's achievable and what's attainable if you are brave enough to step through the doors. You know, I really understand how nerve-wracking it can be coming in and trying something new for the first time. But it really is just functional, fundamental exercise. It's just making women fit and strong and trying to encourage them to live their best life. I love it. I love it. Can you talk us through then that you mentioned the experience? What is it like? I know you're very deliberate around the onboarding and that initial client experience of Lasom members. What does that look like? Um, so generally when people come into the gym the very first time, we will buddy them up with a, with a friend, you know, so we will, and everyone's been through this process. So the beauty of it is everyone really understands how daunting it is. So I think buddying these girls up with someone else who's been through that journey is excellent because they get it, they can relate. Um, so be buddied up with someone and that person will kind of be your buddy. Like when you first started kindergarten and you had, you know, that older friend kind of holding your hand and walking you around the school and showing you where everything is, that's exactly what your buddy at the gym will do. So, um, yeah, that's kind of your very first um, session at the gym. And then as you start to progress and you start to, you know, get your own bearings and you know what's happening and you can kind of get a feel for the place, you'll kind of branch out and be on your own, but people will still be checking in with you. You've obviously constantly got coaches able to help you out and keeping an eye on you. Like we, we might have anywhere between one and five 
given new girls at any one time. And so we're very much always making sure that we keep an eye on them, see how they're going, making sure they're being given really adequate progression. So I think what's really intimidating is girls look at our Instagram and see, you know, videos and photos of girls doing pull-ups and girls lifting huge weights. But you have to remember they didn't start there, they progressed. So mm-hmm. for anyone, there's always a progression, you know, and it we can tell pretty much when we um, assess you what your capability may be. Um, and some girls go straight to doing pull-ups with a band. Some have to do ring rows. It's that there is something for everyone. Oh, mm, I love that. And the um, the system makes a lot of sense as well. And I'm interested how clinic owners can take that lesson into their clinic and perhaps leverage those long-term clients and introduce them to perhaps those early on in their clinical journey at the beginning. Another thing that really fascinates me, Nez, is how you guys, your, your product is fitness. Your product is, you know, group-based gym classes. But beyond that, you've created a community. You provide not just fitness classes, but there's breakfasts and runs and retreats and all this stuff. What's the theory behind that and has it worked for your business? Oh, my God, 100% has. Um, it's the best thing that we've ever done, um, creating like, and we, we really have created these little habits that are just such a part of our culture that it mm-hmm. just, people know that it happens every week regardless. So, and, and you know what, this is something I find really interesting. I hear, I feel like we've been talking about community for years. So we've been talking about how important it is to have a community and, and that's all well and good. And that's one of my big focuses. So when it comes to, you know, Wednesday morning after run fit, going for a coffee, when it comes to Saturday mornings, you know, I'm there and so are all my coaches and they know that a part of their role is being a part of the culture and the community, turning up to Saturday morning breakfast every week, regardless of whatever they've got planned. Um, right. You know, if someone has a birthday, if someone has an engagement party, like, you know, you do best to go along. And I feel like so many gym owners these days are talking about community, but they're not actually really doing what needs to be done to create it. So for four years, I put my members and their social you know, experience in front of my own, you know, there have been plenty of times where on a Saturday morning, I'm absolutely exhausted and I'd much rather sleep in, but I know I have to get up and I have to go. And the beauty of it is as soon as I'm there, I feel so much better. And I, being around the girls energizes me and it's, it's, it's why I do what I do. And I, and they probably don't even, you know, request that I'm there. It's not a big deal to them, but it's a big deal to me. And it's really important to me that my coaches see me doing it. So therefore they have to do it. So yeah, building those little habits and those little rituals in, I think has been the best thing for our gym. And it's something people constantly comment me about, comment to me about. They're always saying, Oh, yeah, we notice you do the run. We notice you do the swim. We notice you do the Saturday morning breakfast. And it's just such a big cornerstone and it's such a big part of what we, what we do. Mm, I love that. And the ritualizing and making it a habit, making it a culture to provide value for your members, but also with your team. That's a really key leadership lesson there. I think that Um, in in a clinic sense, often clinic owners struggle with practitioners who just want to do the treatment and neglect the rest of the client experience. And so what you're saying mm. there is have your staff not only deliver your core product or core service, but make sure there's a culture of going above and beyond to retain a member for life, yeah? Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm probably, I probably lean the other way. I'm more about the client experience than I am the actual product. And the girls always laugh at me because, you know, the trainers are always bringing stuff into me and showing me things. And I'm always 
absolutely in awe of how knowledgeable and how much they're constantly learning and advancing and and how much they are actually all super interested in, um, you know, strength and conditioning training and functional fitness and, and the actual ins and outs of all the exercises. And, and that to me, like that's secondary. And I know that probably sounds really bad, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't, I do barely any coaching now. So I've effectively managed myself out of being a coach at the gym. I, I now just run the place and I, and I just create the experience for my leaders to then follow through with. So for me, yeah, my girls, they have all that knowledge. They, they have all that. What I'm trying to do is bring that, that into the culture of what we have at Lassam and put that extra element on top of it. Mm. And, the, you know, I guess you've got to put aside your own selfishness or pride and go, maybe I'm not the best coach. Maybe I'm not the best health practitioner anymore. My primary role as the owner is to take care of the team. The team will take care of the clients and the clients will take care of the business. Is that right? Oh, 100%. And you know what? I think this is one thing. I've never had a problem with putting my girls up around. Like I joke about it constantly with the girls that, that you know, they don't need me around anymore. It's like I'm old news. I may as well just go away and, and you know, and I love that and I'm not yeah. threatened by that at all. And I And I think if you are, you need to have a good, long, hard look at yourself because the worst thing you can have in your business is people that are incompetent. When people are running that business for you and doing a better job than you, I know it's scary because I constantly worry about my girls leaving me and going to work for someone else. But then I think, well, how can I make it so that my business is so good and I look after them so well and I and I create such an amazing experience for them working at Lassom that they would never leave. So mm. that then creates this whole element of not only are the members really enjoying training there, but my coaches, like they love what they do. And I love that. I love creating this little team and, and creating this little hub of women that, like, that's my big goal, not only to affect tens of thousands of women to be stronger and, and fitter and, and a part of a community, but also to create a couple of hundred women that are working in careers that they love, that every day they go home and they just hand on their heart, love what they're doing, and they feel like they're making a difference in the world. So, yeah, mm. like, I joke about that all the time. I have no problem. No, I, I am the worst coach at Lausanne. I'll tell you that right now. I could, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. So good. So good. Look, if I was a female, I'd be signing up to coach at Lausanne. Oh. <laughs> we get that all the time from plenty of guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, look, Ned, there's so many great lessons in there from women in leadership and business through to creating community, amazing experiences. I think the listeners would have got so much out of that and I would love for them to be able to see what happens in action. So, if someone wanted to check out La Somme or yourself, what are some of the social channels or websites they could have a look at to see it for themselves? Yeah, so we have a website, lasom.net.au. Um, we also are very active on our social media pages. So we have Miss Lasom on Instagram and Facebook. And I also am very active on my own Instagram and Facebook as well. My name's ne- and obviously Nerida Bint. Um, so please head on over, check out what we're all about. We've got heaps of FAQs on our website. So absolutely any question that you might have can be answered there. We do a seven-day trial as well for anybody that might be interested in coming. And we're about to open up a new site in Maitland soon. So, you know, in the next 12 months, I really am focused on growing this business to be as as large as it can be and and trying to affect as many women in Australia as possible. So, you know, hopefully we'll be coming to a city near all of your listeners very soon. 
Oh, super stuff. And to be clear for listeners, La Somme is spelled L-I-S-S-O-M-E. So it looks like Lissom to some people, but it's La Somme, L-I-S-S-O-M-E dot net dot A-U or Miss La Somme on Instagram, especially that uh, there's heaps there to check out. Nez, thank you so much for joining us. That's been amazing. Oh, thank you for having me. I've so enjoyed chatting to you, as I always do. I always learn so much from you as well. So thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And listeners, for any of the show notes or links to those social platforms or websites, you can head over to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast, clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. All the show notes, links, everything you'll find over there. And if you need any help to grow your clinic, that's the place where you can jump on, grab our free masterclass. You'll have the tips and tricks to be able to grow your clinic for free if you head over to that website. We would love to see you over there. Thank you for sharing your earbuds with us as always. We really appreciate your reviews and ratings and tagging a friend and sharing this out with the world. And we look forward to bringing you another episode really soon. Bye for now. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.